Hey guys and welcome back to the channel on a very exciting video. You might be looking at the list and saying, hold on, Fazan's already done his US Open Power Rankings. No, I haven't. Don't worry. This is just a very quick 10 second, jot down 10 players. And we have not finalized this whatsoever. We're going to go through it. Of course, before we get into it, remember to hit that like button and subscribe if you're new. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. If you're listening on a podcast platform, do leave a rating, review, subscribe, all that good stuff, especially on Apple Podcasts. I can see people have been leaving reviews, so really appreciate it. Thank you so much and continue to help support us. We do appreciate it. Okay, for those of you who are new to the channel and those who maybe haven't tuned in for these Power Ranking videos, I'm going to very briefly break down what it's about. So we have it for the ATP and WTA side, ATP one I did a, about a week ago, and WTA one didn't manage to do it. And I started doing it and then the tournament had begun. And I thought, you know what, let's wait until the end of this week. We have a better idea. And also for the women's side, it's just so open. Before Wimbledon, it was easy. Before Roland Garros, it was easy because Svantec was dominating. She was looking really strong. Now, after a couple of early losses in the round of 16 and, and just not looking particularly good, since the, really the start of the of Wimbledon, well, start of Wimbledon, she didn't look good, to be honest with you. So since the Roland Garros victory, she hasn't looked as good. So it's opened up massively for the other girls. And that's a good thing in terms of the competitive nature of the tournament going into the US Open. But it also makes doing the rankings so, so hard. Let's get into it then. And actually, before I do, I didn't mention the criteria. So... Very briefly, the criteria is form in 2022. Current form gets a little boost. So that's there's a massive bump for current form on the surface in the last few weeks. So Kasakina obviously won the Silicon Valley Classic Tournament, which was a 250 in San Jose. And Simona Halep won last week in Canada, in the National Bank Open, whatever it's called nowadays. And that was a Masters 1000 tournament. So that obviously holds more weight. We also had some players going deeper in these tournaments, semi-finals, quarterfinals, etc. But we will cater in the Australian Open result, especially as well this year, because it's a Grand Slam on a hard court. Yes, slightly quicker surface Australia generally, but we can factor that in. And of course, even results throughout the year on the clay and the grass, because a lot of players tend to transition and carry form from previous tournaments and even just throughout the year. Then the third factor is historical form. So form last year at the US Open and prior years as well and patterns that we've seen. So let's start off with number one. Now I've got Shriontek there and I have to be honest with you, it's very tough to pick anyone else and it's also very tough to pick her because I don't know. If I'm being honest with you, at this current moment in terms of the most informed player, you'd probably say Simona Halep after just winning. But she hasn't been that good this year. Could she be peaking for the US Open? Maybe. And if she goes on to win Cincinnati next week, she'll be my number one. But for now, I think Sviontek at number one is okay because we shall see how she gets on. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting one because Sviontek, form-wise, has been looking pretty good. Generally, she's been looking pretty good, Sviontek. Up until Wimbledon, she had that fantastic 37-match win streak, then lost, you know, to Cornet in an interesting match and just didn't look comfortable at all on the grass. And 
the transition from high bounce and slow surface to low bounce and quicker surface just didn't didn't help at all. She'd had no practice before Wimbledon. It wasn't ideal. Now she's come back and she's had very topsy-turvy results. Didn't look particularly good last week. Lost to Haddad Maya in three sets, who, to be fair, made the final and lost to Halep in three sets. So she had a really good tournament. I'm going to stick her at one still, and I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. And hopefully, hopefully you're convinced because I don't know who else goes at number one at the moment. We, these rankings, especially for the women's side, I feel could change drastically next week after Cincinnati's done and we do our final power rankings for the US Open. But as it stands, I've got Shriontek at one because of her form throughout the whole year. Also, she made the semifinals of the Australian Open earlier this year. It's on a very quick surface, Australia. And not just the fact that it's a quick surface, but at the US Open, it's a slower surface, right? So it's a slower hard court. That will help her. Out of all of the Grand Slams, the Grand Slam that plays the most like clay that isn't clay, if that makes sense, is the US Open. And that's why we've seen Nadal win four US Opens on the men's side. It's a slower surface. It's higher bounce. It's also the type of bounce which you can rely on, which is why a lot of players enjoy playing on hard courts because you don't get those kind of odd bounces you get on clay and grass. So you would expect her to have some success with her kick serve as well at the US Open. One of the best kick serves on the WTA Tour. Let's see how she is in Cincinnati next week. But for now, I've got her at number one. And mainly because I don't really know who else to go to. Number two is an interesting one because I've got Coco Goff here. I kind of jotted it down quickly. And I'm thinking about whether I should have her there or should I have Halep there? She just won. Hannah Myers had some good results recently, even like, you know, Bedosa, but Bedosa, you know, being very up and down. So who do we pick? I'm going to stick with Coco Goff because I think she's had pretty consistent results for the last few weeks and months. Made the final of the French Open at Wimbledon as well. I mean, didn't do as well as she would have liked, but in the end, right, lost to Anisimova, who, you know, is a very dangerous player, a fellow American, and she might even feature in these power rankings because for me she has had some fantastic results as of late anyway and she's a very 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 solid player but Goff had some fantastic wins recently at the Silicon you know Valley Classic for example she beat some top top players uh, and I'll quickly just go through them now so she beat you know Naomi Osaka in the round of 16 which is a fantastic win that's a really really good win then also you know beat you know, ended up losing to Pedosa in the quarterfinals. That can happen. Pedosa is a good player. She's been very up and down, Pedosa as well, by the way. Very bizarre. I know she she was injured in the National Bank Open, which is a shame because she made you know the semi-finals of the Silicon Valley Classic, lost in straight sets to Kazakina, and then didn't manage to kind of carry that form through because of injury. So that's a big shame. Uh, but Kokogov then lost to the eventual champion, Swena Halep, in the quarterfinals of the National Bank Open. I mean, is there really any harm in that? Not particularly. I mean, yeah, you you think she might play a bit better and potentially win. I, I'm, I'm pretty high on Kokogov, as you can probably notice by my rankings. But I don't really see... It's a difficult one. I, she should be up there, I think, at number two. That's my... Read on it. I think, again, I'm not 
really taking into account Wimbledon too much. I'm still taking into account because it's the most recent Grand Slam, but the surface, as I said, plays more like the French. And I feel like with more time for her to tee it up, she's very good defensively, Coco Goff. I think she will be having some success. Now, the US Open might suddenly play really quickly and then I have egg on my face, but generally it doesn't play that quickly. It hasn't played that quickly for the last few years. So I'm going to go Coco Goff at number two. And number three is an interesting one because I've got Jabir here, but I'm not quite sure whether her form on the clay and grass is going to translate onto the hard course this year. Uh, she's had some pretty average results as of late. Uh, lost to some, well, just not particularly good players, honestly. Uh, I know she retired against Kim Wen Zeng uh, in the round of 32 in the National Bank Open. Lost to Kudimatova in the Silicon Valley Classic in straight sets, which isn't a great win. But they did beat Madison Keys, though. It's a good win. And where do we stand with her? I would say that, do I have her at three? Given that she had a really good clay court season, uh, apart from obviously Roland Garros, which she lost in the first round, made the final of Wimbledon. Does that mean she's going to start to carry some of that form into Grand Slams now and potentially go deep? Potentially, potentially. It's hard to know. I'm going to go with Jabur at three. I'm going to keep her there. But I'm not sold. So, and as I said, these rankings can very easily change. For the women's side, I find it so hard right now to do it. Number four, Halep. And I think she deserves to be in the top four for sure. After winning, you know, in Canada, fantastic result. And deservedly so, should be uh, high up the rankings for sure. Um, I don't think she... Did she play the Silicon Valley Classic? I don't think she did. So, she didn't play that 250. So, that's all we've got to go on is, is a win. And a win against some very good players as well. Uh, she has played some really good tennis recently, and I know there's been a lot of talk about her and Patrick Moratoglu, but I guess that's a big tick on the side of Patrick Moratoglu in terms of uh, how relationships going so far. So lost, uh, sorry, beat Halad Meyer in three sets, beat Pagula in three sets. Pagula is one that we'll talk about in a second as well. Uh, also beat Coco Goff, really good win, which we talked about a minute ago. So Teichmann as well. These are all really good results from Halep. So some fantastic wins from a very, very good player, um, Simona Halep. And she's finding her form. She's now the top, I think she'll be top 15, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, really good to see. Um, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Right, number five. Now I've got Pushkova here. Now I'm not, not sold on that one. So she made the semifinals of the Rogers Cup. Beating some good players. I mean, she lost to Hadden Mai in the end. Beat Sakari, good win. Um, also beat Katie Bolter early on, which is a good win considering that she lost to her uh, at Wimbledon. Got her revenge, though, which is good to see. Beat Krichikova or Krichikova. I'm not really sure how much I can look into that. Krichikova hasn't looked particularly good in the last few months. Lost to Anissa Mova in the round of 16. Um, Silicon Valley Classic. That's what I mean. It's just so up and down. These girls are just so up and down. It's just so... like, How do you know how they're going to perform? You just don't. You really don't. I'm going to go with... I'm not going to go with Pliskova because I just think she's way too... Way, way too... 
are inconsistent. I'm going to have a Maya, not just because of the recency bias of her making the final, but she had a really good grass court swing. And I, I don't think, and as I said, I'm not placing a huge amount of importance on necessarily the form on that surface. What I'm taking into account is form generally. I think she's made some big steps by doing really well in that in that swing. Now, she lost in the first round to Lou in um, the Silicon Valley Classic, but then obviously thought, okay, Brush, I'll brush myself off and I'll go again. And she went again really, really well, um, beating some fantastic players like Leila Fernandez, the US Open finalist last year. Also be Iga Sviontek, fantastic win, of course. And, you know, beating Pliskova. So fantastic wins for me. Um, number six. Now, I think Pliskova probably has to be in there, but I'm going to put her below Kasakina. Now, Kasakina is an interesting one because... She's, again, and I, I feel like I'm saying this about all the players, so up and down. Like, so up and down. All of these players are just, yeah, it's just crazy. And she got a really, really tough uh, first round draw, if I'm not mistaken, against a, a really, really good player in Bianca Andrescu, uh, if I am correct in thinking, uh, which I think I am. And look, that's that's not an easy one, right? I mean, it's a really, really tough, tough, tough match. Um should she be winning it? I guess she's just won a tournament, so maybe expected to, but in the end, obviously, didn't manage to. There's no massive harm in that, I guess. Uh, Dresco's a really, really good player. Uh, we might talk about it. I'm not really sure she's going to feature, if I'm being honest with you, in these rankings. But yeah, like Kazakina at six for me. Um, dangerous player, has a little bit about her. Number seven, I'm going to go Pagula. Pagula's been really good this year. She's been a lot of quarterfinals, a lot of semifinals, and even some finals as well. She's been really good this year in on all surfaces. And just looking at her kind of performances, she made a semifinals of the Rogers Cup, losing to Halep, who was the eventual champion, in three sets as well. So she's been playing some really good tennis, as I said. Uh, then you know, didn't play the Silicon Valley Classic, so we can't really talk about her uh, in that. But I think she's played some fantastic tennis she's an aggressive baseliner she has a good all-round game she's playing at home as well which again we don't know how much of an advantage that's really going to be but for me she's a very talented player she's got form and she's probably one of the only consistent players coming into this uh us open and this grand slam potentially and arguably the most consistent you could argue uh then if we talk about i guess other players, and this is where it gets really tough because it's kind of scratching your head. And you might be thinking, well, hold on, Radicani, the US Open champion, why is she not in there? And that's because she hasn't had the results to bag it up, honestly. Um, I know we can cater in last year, but that's all we have really from Radicani. Fernandez, I guess a bit different, but she had a really tough, tough match against Hada Maya, um, who made the final in the end of the Rogers Cup. So that's a tough one, I have to say. Uh, unlucky in the end, you might say. Um, Oh, it's so difficult, you know that. It's so difficult to know. Like, who do you go for? Because there's just so many players, like some players like Anissa Mova got knocked out in the first round of Rogers Cup, and then she made, what, semis? Wasn't it the semis of uh, the Silicon Valley Classic? Which, okay, it's a 250, but she's still, so quarterfinal, sorry. But still, like, she beat some good players there. Oh, it's a tough one. Do you go Sabalenka? who obviously made semi-finals of the US Open last year, played some really good tennis. 
hasn't really found her form this year. I know she's definitely been affected by what's been going on with the ban, etc. But lost to Coco Golf in the round of 16 and three sets. I'm going to go Sabalenka, and that's kind of a, a mixture of historic form and also some recent form as well. Made the quarterfinals and semifinals the last two tournaments. So there is some form there from her. So I'm going to Sabalenka at number eight. Now we look at someone else, and I'm going to go with Belinda Bencic. Made the quarterfinals of Rogers Cup, uh, lost to Hadamaya, I think it's in three sets, yep. And Silicon Valley Classic. She's a very, very, very good hardcore player as well, of course. Won the gold in Tokyo last year. Uh, yes, you can get some random winners in Tokyo, of course, but generally she's played some really good tennis. Didn't play in the Mavadala at Silicon Valley Classic. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for Bencic at number nine. And then number 10, I'm going to go for... It's difficult because we're really talking about Pliskova. We're talking about potentially like Leila Fernandez. Uh, that's more historical form, I guess, making the final. We're talking about, well, I don't think Radicani makes it. Rogers, Andrescu maybe. Uh, although Andrescu hasn't made really played the best generally. Uh, lost in the first round of the Mubadala Silicon Valley Classic. Lost early in the Rogers Cup as well. But a good win over Kasakina, of course. Hugo Camilla Giorgi had some good wins. Azarenka, who I normally am really high on, hasn't played particularly well. So I'm going to back up the list with uh, Pliskova, I think. So Pliskova at number 10. She is going to be my 10th, and that's because of her recent form. Uh, again, didn't have a very good Wimbledon. Uh, hasn't really played that well this year. Generally, we're in the semi-finals of the National Bank Open this year. Um, lost in straight sets to Hadad Maya, but that's no shame in that. She's in great form. And then, you know, in the Silicon Valley Classic, she, you know, didn't go particularly far, but in the end made the round of 16, lost to Enisimova, who's someone who, again, I guess, maybe potentially unlucky to miss out. She's had a really good year. Uh, she might be someone who moves next year for sure. So one to 10, let's go through it. Shrantik at number one, Goffa number two, Jabur at number three, Four is Simona Halep. Five, Hada Maya. Six, Kasatkina. Seven, Pagula. Eight, Sabalenka. Nine, Bencic. Ten, Pliskova. Have I missed anyone? I'm sure I have. Let me know your rankings. What do you disagree with? What do you agree with? Really, really interested to know your thoughts because I have absolutely, not zero idea, but I find it really tough to do these rankings for the women's side for sure. Thanks very much, guys. Stay safe and well. Hit that like button, subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you on the next video. Also, do leave a rating or review if you're a podcast listener. Thank you so much. And we'll see you for the ATPs, ATP rankings for the US Open. Power rankings, the second edition 